What is up, Jabroniacs? Welcome to another special edition of Cow Post WrestleMania. Uh, and we're going to be chopping up all things WrestleMania here. And, and frankly, who knows what else? Because I have a guest on the show that I'm excited. A dude who I've been talking to literally, well, we'll get into this probably right now. But how long <laughs> this podcast has been in the, in the works for is worth talking about. Uh, but uh, 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 Mr. Emilio Sparks, what is up, man? My man, what's going on? Tell I've heard people. many, many good things about you. Uh, I know you're beefing with him right now, but the reason yeah. why I know of who you are in Calmania and, you know, my love affair for, for yeah. Tiptoe Through the Tulo is, yeah. uh, is, is Jason Shabiro. I know yeah. you got beef with him right now, but yeah. if it wasn't for Shabiro, this wouldn't be happening right now. So it, it's been like three years in the making. Four, well, maybe I mean, four. listen, you saw what went down in Hawaii. I just got back from Hawaii. You saw what went down. And ultimately, look, I, I, listen, I have a lot of emotions going here. So, like, kind of when I get emotional, I go into, like, robot mode and kind of uh, disassociate so I can kind of speak about it in that kind of way now and and then feel the, the feel the things later. But uh, ultimately, yeah, I mean, if you see what happened, it's like, look, obviously I got love for Shibiro. I mean, that's what cost me the whole situation, you know? And so I understand why you would like him. He, he's a charismatic guy. He's a smart guy. He's a cool guy. It's just that he can he he could spiral, man, and he can lose his way, and uh, that's kind of where we're at. You know, he broke your heart. Long story short, he yeah. broke your heart. Absolutely. And uh, I'm gonna have to process that. But thank you for at least w tuning into Calmania. You know what I mean? Like, regardless, is that uh, at its core, we're promoters. You know, of our events, and uh, you know what I mean. Getting eyes on the product is always where it's at. Listen, you have to have a working relationship together because right now you guys are intertwined. It's literally the whole fight forever thing. I, after watching that, yeah. it dawned on me and I said to myself, I can watch these two do this another four or five times. It was really that good. It was stunning. Yeah. Stunning. <laughs> Dude, thank you. I mean, thanks, man. You know, it's a... Uh... It's gift of the curse. You know, I'm proud of it, but also not proud of the outcome, you know? But, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and um, listen, Shabira will be on this podcast because if you are the, as you probably know, if you're the Comedians Wrestling uh, Podcast champion, you're allowed to come on the podcast whenever you want. It's championship rights. And so he could burst in in the middle whenever his music hits and he enters all the time. And so, um, <laughs> unfortunately, I imagine he might show up right now, to be honest. You never we know. We don't know. So that's something to be uh, uh, weird about. But thanks for watching it. And uh, if you feel, feel inclined to send it to actual wrestlers, because you know more wrestlers than I do, and I, I want to hear, I want to hear from real superstars and talent. I want to, I want to hear what they have to say. And you know what? I, yeah, I might send it. I have a couple of uh, <laughs> no pressure wrestlers no pressure. that I talk to, so maybe, maybe I can. Maybe, send maybe. It, you know? No pressure, no pressure, no pressure. No, Listen. because you know, in terms yeah. of like cinematic, like you know, wrestling pay per views, I was part of Talking Shop Mania one and two. You know, with Gallows, yes. Anderson, and Rocky Romero. So I, I've seen the the gamut of what goes into really doing cinematic professional wrestling when you really don't have a WWE budget. You know, so you really got to get creative. And between the stuff that you guys shot at, at Calmania 3 and what Talker Shop Mania 1 and 2 did, man, the creativity of everything that, that went on with like lockdowns, pandemics, yeah. you know, just COVID in general, I really believe creators stepped up and had to change the narrative of how you can absorb entertainment and what you want to give out entertainment wise. So to me, man, 
man, you guys really, you cracked the code. And I that's what I even told the Good Brothers and Rocky. I was like, yo, yeah. you guys cracked the code in terms of how you want to film your own stuff. You don't need to do anything in front of a live crowd no more. And I think it's kind of better. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the, it's definitely one of the things that the, the concept of cinematic match it seems to be here to stay in my mind. I was almost bummed when last night Bray and Fiend, uh, those are the same guy, uh, Bray and Randy, that, that, that their match had no cinematic element to it. Because I was like, I guess you have the live crowd, so I get it, but you're like, wow, it's just it, the possibilities are so fun with, with Fiend that way. Right, and I think that's why a feud like that, which feels like it's been going on forever, and I'm kind of right. exhausted by it already. Like I, right. I'm, I'm kind of over it, the fact that Randy Orton beat... Bray Wyatt yesterday means that this thing might continue and I don't want it to continue just because like I, I want to see an evolution of this character because people and I, I've gotten to Twitter just discussions about this where I think <laughs> Bray Wyatt right now as the fiend is extremely one dimensional interesting as opposed to the red sweater Mr. Rogers you know, welcome to my neighborhood, Bray Wyatt, when he's doing the Firefly Funhouse stuff. Yes. That is where I think he's multi-layered. Well, let's talk so, about, like, I actually have a really nuanced point uh, about this because last night, a couple things didn't work for me about Fiend. Now, first off, the lead up when he was, like, uh, smoky and all fired, I was like, I have a problem with this because I. what's cool about it is they call him the Fiend Bray Wyatt. So you know it's Bray Wyatt the whole time. They acknowledge that. And so his outfit last night, he was his arms were covered, his whole neck was covered. But part of the beauty to me is seeing that it is actually Wyndham Rotunda. You know, like that you see his tattoos, right? That you're like, it is him, but he gets into this zone where he can't control himself. And it's like schizophrenic in that way. This time I was a little bit like he was way more covered up and it kind of took me out of it. It was like, oh, he's just more of like a monster. Um and then also uh, when he wasn't, I love the Firefly Funhouse. Also, like the lead up when he's when he's back in the Mister Rogers thing, he's he you 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 understand the character way more. And in that lead up, he was just smoke. It was all Alexa, kind of just going to crazy town a little which bit. Which I un which I understand because you know th he was set on fire, right. so he was he was off TV for you know a few weeks, and then she's literally carrying the program. Which, which I like, you know, I, I don't mind if they want to mix it up together, you know, man and female wrestling. I, I, I don't care. And the way WWE did it, played it off well. It really showed how good she can be if you give her like this, I don't know, this odd piece of clay that she has to shape into something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's definitely shaping this Sister Abigail character because that's what it is. I'm calling it Sister Abigail, whether or not she has been um, absconded by... Sister Abigail and her soul and Sister Abigail are now as one. Yeah. You know, I genuinely believe that whatever this is, she has more legs than the Fiend character. But again, how much further can this duo go together with Randy Orton? I think it's time to end the feud. I think if you're going to do it, you got to end Randy Orton with this. Give Bray the, the W and right. then let him... And then let let him figure out what they got to do next with him because he doesn't really sell. Right. He doesn't sell. No. He doesn't talk. You know when he's in this character. So what is the character? You know everybody thought oh, I was so groundbreaking when it first started. I call pox on that because it, it's not. It's right. not. It, it. What is it? What are we watching? What are we seeing? You know because without the smoke and mirrors of all the post production, 
Right. It's just a guy in a mask. Well, that's their. I feel like that's their choice to make it two dimensional. Like they they choose to make it fall flat, and they've done two. Uh, for example, when when Fiend first started, and the probably even like a lot of the first year, there was a lot of discussion about how he takes wrestlers and beats them, and then they go back to their best form. Right. So there was like, remember, he like took Finn Balor and then Finn Balor went to NXT and was going back to like doing the guns. Uh, Daniel Bryan, I believe. Uh, Maybe he got good or not. He started going back to yes after the Miz. He beat the Miz. So there was like this thing where it was like once he touches you, um, uh, 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 you kind of find yourself or whatever. And then also they had a thing that there was like this unfinished business element where. Yeah, that I liked where he had uh, it would be like, you know, his failures as Fedora Bray, right, were kind of like things he was rectifying as Fiend. And that I feel like ultimately was the story of the Randy match was like their shitty match at 33, you know, that was like four seconds long. Everybody hated the projections. Um, and then I thought, right. And then I thought he was going to write that wrong there. But then they always kind of. Just drop it. My biggest beef with WWE is they're just like week to week, everything changes. Like you know, it's just it's inconsistent. Right, but they you stunk know? it up two WrestleManias, two, yeah. not one, two. They yeah. stunk it up now for two. So I think we know that Randy and Bray can't do a WrestleMania together because at one, <laughs> yeah. you know, yesterday we had the giant Jack in the Box, and right. then four years ago we had like the penis snake. <laughs> oh, the penis snake! That huge ramp. Yeah, ramp? down the huge ramp, it was just the penis snake. And it's like, all right, like, do we need all this pomp and circumstance? Or how about we just let them fight? I don't like, know. Just, I know. Let them, just let them fight. I, of course, but also that match, I actually was enjoying it. And then they uh, uh, they did the Alexa thing, which was looked cool, but made the match like abruptly end. And then that match, for some reason, got so much less time than a bunch of other matches that I was like, I would have taken time away from that match. Right, yep. I'm more concerned with, okay, it doesn't need to look cool. It needs to make sense because already you're playing with a ton of optics that look cool already from the entrances. Randy Orton's coming out in his white gear. He's making fun of Mandy Rose as he's walking down yeah. that long-ass entrance. I yeah. mean, so right then and there, you already have your moments. Right. So now just let them fight. You didn't, you didn't need Alexa Bliss to interfere like that. No. But again, it's it's... Whatever the narrative is supposed to be shaping, and to be honest with you, Dan, I don't see it. I yeah. I just I don't see it right now. Anytime you watch anything with the Fiend, it's either it's clear cut yeah. or it's so murky that I don't even think they know where they're going with it. At certain points, I I like it because it's so creative. You know, like I feel Very. like they, it, it's it's creative, it's fun. I like the cinematic stuff they've done. But Bray Wyatt is like one of the guys who gets. He gets to like ninety five percent, and then can never close the gap. No, never. And, and and even with Fiend, it's like, oh, he's doing some awesome shit. But then they always toss up like he got lit on fire. Then it's like he just walks out, shakes it off, and then he's back to the other Fiend. You're like, oh, okay. So they don't they they don't actually think this stuff through. By the way, while we're talking about WrestleMania thirty three, okay, uh, that's when the first time you and I messaged each other that long yes. ago. Yes. <laughs> what was that, four yes. manias ago? Four, four or five <laughs> manias ago, man. It we were going to do I... the podcast in Orlando. Yep. And then this is, it took us four years to connect here, which is definitely my fault. 
Uh, well, you you know we're here now though. The universe made us play catch up. <laughs> like the universe ran ahead and just and just chilled and was like, all right, when these two J Brones get together, it'll work. Yeah, and I love and it. we're here now. We're here I now. I love it. So, uh, so uh, let's talk more about Mania. So let's talk about the main event. Okay, curious which where one? You're night at. night one night one or I'm night going, two? I was going night two, but honestly, but it, the way it ended up working out with the two nights of Mania. I wouldn't say like one night was more important than the other one. If not, night one was better than night two, right? Well, I think night one was definitely better than Everyone night two. Everyone agrees that. So let's I, talk about Sasha. Uh, back. Bro, I always want to say Sasha and Malia. I can't. And when, I, when I'm going to say <laughs> Sasha, I always, if I say Sasha and I want to say Malia because I'm a huge Obama mark. <laughs> but, uh,. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's always funny too. Uh, yeah. Sasha and Bianca, I mean, they tore the house tore it down. down, tore it down, tore it down. Um, what can you say? I Nothing. mean, Bianca, Bianca is legitimately the real deal. But yeah. she was the real deal when she was in NXT, and you already knew that there was something really, really special about this woman. Well, Sam you know? Roberts sold her out pretty hard. Remember that? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's what For happens. Shayna that's very ironic, right? Right. So who? Now, but who's got the? Who has had the better career at this point? You know what I mean. Uh, yeah. In terms of just in terms of athleticism and accessibility and meteoric rise. You know. Yeah. No. Yes, well, I, I think. I, she, you yeah. know, I can understand where Roberts is coming from. Shayna totally. Baszler does, does also have as an announcer. It was a good move. But I, I right, she has knock. tools. No, she has tools that that are very very tangible. I think her jujitsu yeah. game is amazing, and I would love to see WWE allow her to do a Josh Barnett blood sport. But in terms of Bianca. She's just special the moment you looked at her. You know, she's oh. physically impressive. Yeah. She's gorgeous. But out, outside of just, like, you know, like, the look of this woman, yeah, the athleticism is just on par with, like, I want to say her and Cesaro are the two most athletic WWE superstars on the roster currently. Oh, I mean, putting her on the same level as Cesaro is completely fair. I, I, think, the be. I think one of the most impressive things about Bianca is her likability. Yes, I feel like absolutely. she comes off as this like real, genuine person, um, and uh, you, you just like her. It's interesting because I really didn't want her to win. I really thought the way to book that match was to go going into Mania. My thought was, you have Sasha and her like just tear the house down, have an insane match, have Sasha go over because in my mind Sasha needs like a huge win like that for her career. And I was thinking that she hasn't really like retained titles. That's like, and she hasn't had any mania wins. And then you have her lift Bianca's arm. Like, wow, look at like unbelievable. Like that's what I was thinking. You know, kind of the right. I the, can give the I warrior can, nod. You know what I mean? Right. I can yeah, see yeah. that. But what I what I like about Sasha Banks is from from what we've seen with six, yeah. you know, WrestleMania losses. Yeah. Is that she knows that she's got to do what she has to do. She's a consummate right. professional. And she's going to not potato it. She ain't going to sandbag it. She's going to make her opponent look good. And her opponent's going to make her look good. So to me, I think it was the right place at the right time with the right momentum. Because Sasha's more entertaining when she's chasing the title than when she has the championship. Uh, look at every look true. at every feud that she's been in, right? She, and she, she's been in some real major ones specifically two that really stand out have always been what she was doing with Bailey and yeah. the the whole thing on Raw with Charlotte Flair 
You know, those were those were classics. I mean, they had the first women's Hell in the Cell match. Yeah, yeah, that match and, and the sick. women's Hell in the Cell match delivered. But to me, Sasha is better when she chases. Austin was better when he chased the WWE yeah. Championship back then. You want somebody to chase the championship. Like I like that Drew McIntyre chases the championship rather than being the champion right now. Right. And Drew had a really good run. So right. I, I, I want to see Sasha do that. But also it's time to really switch it up. And you have all this investment with your NXT women's division, which is by far the greatest women's division in all the world. Yeah. All right? And I will put it up against... Stardom, which I think stardom has globally, hands down, some of the best female talent in the world of professional wrestling. Right. But WWE really is coming for, for throats with this. Yeah. So you've invested all this equity into creating this women's division down there, right? And, and you've really cultivated a mindset. You've manifested a mentality that, okay, you have to be better than this. Here is the gold bar. Here is the gold standard. And you have those four women, Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky. Yeah. Now you got to go above them because you're younger, you're faster, you're stronger, and you have all the tools that they didn't right. have down here. Right. And I think we have to credit, you know, uh, PC coaches like Sarah Del Rey or Sarah Amato, who right. to me is, is the groundstone for why all these women are as good as they are, and Fit Finley too, for a long period of time. So I think it was a no-brainer. You have to put the title on Bianca because she's already proved so much, and it would have been a disservice and really, really defeating if she did not win. Because I, I agree. I was dead wrong. I had two things I said on the podcast that I was dead wrong about once I saw Mania. Like, the second it started, the second Vince was like, welcome to WrestleMania, I literally was like, oh, not having Bianca win would have been, like, a, one of the biggest missed opportunities in wrestling. I was like, what the fuck was I talking about? Right. I just like Sasha, so I feel for uh, Sasha. Hey, listen, you know? I, lo I love Sasha. I think she's great. You know, yeah. uh, me and her had a foot race in Chicago. We were we were, we were running up uh, up this. Ooh. When you go into catering, right? So yeah. in Chicago in the United Center, there's yeah. this, like, I don't know, like, a hundred foot ramp to walk up to get into another part of the building, right? Now I'm wearing dress shoes. I'm in my suit. I'm on my right. company phone. This is when you were working at, for WWE. Yes, when I was working for WWE. She okay, looks okay. at me and I so look at her. What was your role at WWE? I was a senior producer. I helped. Uh, I was one of three people to help launch and initiate their podcasting. Division. The podcast network, right? right, right, right. Yes, cool, cool, I am cool. responsible for New Day, Feel the Power, and I am responsible nice. for After the Bell with Corey Graves. So awesome. those were those were my two babies that I released into the ether. Right. So she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and I'm like, yeah, "You're challenging me right now?" And she was like, "Absolutely." And we just took off. And it was like, you know, <laughs> just imagine the chariots of fire theme song playing in your head. I won't say who won, but you know, it was uh, it, it was, it was a good time. Uh, no, yeah, no, no. it was her. Um, <laughs> And uh, so the you, fun you part of she's pretty small, right? I mean, come on, you could you could beat her up the stairs. I I I I, I did, in, in <laughs> and she and she looked at me and she muddled like bad words underneath her breath. And she goes, "I will get you again later today." And I was like, "Okay, cool." That's but awesome. then we got so, we got so busy that we couldn't challenge her to a rematch. But yeah. next time, I, next time I see her and I'm in the proper athletic wear, she'll probably whoop my ass, just because that? I think that I think the dress shoes really really helped. Yeah, obviously. It also, were they loafers? Because they're weighted, right? You had a penny in there. That's yeah, cheating. I had a yeah. I was cheating. <laughs> I, had, I had a penny in my loafers, but um, you know my no way no way my, Saint no my Saint Laurent, my Saint Laurent loafers. <laughs> <laughs> you 
got your Sunday loafers. We're going to yeah, man. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. No, but but Sasha, Sasha's Sasha losing does more for Bianca than Sasha winning. I think Sasha's zero yeah. six does is a real good career move just because it just has it's just an extra story. But Sasha's so good and she's so over and she's right. so talented that her losing to Bianca. It, it won't hurt her. If anything, it just elevates Bianca and it, it, it just adds to the legend of what's going to be a real stellar yeah. career. Right. I also, in terms of just women's wrestling in, in WWE in general right now, I, I think the first, the conversation was, yo, the NXT women's division is like insane. But now you take a step and you're like, now we have Rhea and Bianca as the champions on the main roster. And you're like, I think just, the all the WWE women's roster right now is a, a, the WWE women like the main roster is going to be amazing. I think this year, I think they're going to have an incredible year for women's wrestling because when well, Becky comes back, it's going to be insane. I think right, Charlotte's but it's a matter of what you mark. Yeah, but yeah. how do you plug them in now? Where do you plug them in? That's the question. That's right. the real question, Danny. Like, where now are you going to plug it? Because there are gaping holes, right, in certain things, right, right. So now you have to start to say, okay. Um, do I really have faith in performers like Mandy Rhodes and Dana Brooke? No. I say yes. I say yes. Because I say given no. the I say given an opportunity, <laughs> you have to but here's the deal. You have to really build your talent to right. let them go. But if you don't build them and you just put them in these rinky dink just little programs, like nothing's really gonna happen. So, no. you know, like the old adage is let them just take some W's for a while. Right. And then, like, let's build some momentum so they look like a viable threat to the champion. Right. And then the champion beats them. And then the next performer comes in. And the next one. And the next one. And the next one. Or mm -hmm. you say, okay, I got to figure something out. We have this women's tag division. Mm -hmm. We're just going to bit and piece some together. Let them run their thing. And we have this entire pool of talent down in the PC. Now we got to grab them up. Right. Where do you go? Let's bring up Mercedes Martinez. Let's 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 bring up Dakota Kai. Right. You know. Let's let's bring up Tegan Knox, even if they don't stay, because NXT now is the third brand. Right. Fine. You know what? Let's double Dutch. Let's go everywhere. Let's right, just right, right. plug them in and plug them out where you see them everywhere. And the same thing should go if a WWE superstar is needed. You plug them into the women's division in NXT. You just swap for a little while. Okay. You're gonna go work Tuesdays for the next uh, six weeks. And yeah. you're going to come up here and work SmackDown. For all the, all the branding stuff needs to just go. It's, it's confusing. Ridiculous. It's confusing. It's confusing. It's stupid. I never remember what wrestlers on what show. And you're like, why? Like, what? like when Baron Corbin showed up, you're like, oh, he's from SmackDown. He came over here. And you're like, what? What? I don't even remember what show he's on. Like, what, what, what are we doing here? Uh, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Move all the talent around. I think that. Uh, yeah, I, I, totally. I think one of the things that you're kind of bringing up is this one of the things that WB kind of fails to do, which is have like have talents earn opportunities. Like if, if you look at UFC, right, it's kind of understood. If you win two or three in a row, you get a title shot, right? Exactly. WB does not track that at all. And it would be that they would go to their benefit tremendously. If they had like small tournaments, things where they rebuild talent after big losses, they go to the back of the line, they earn their way back up. You, I don't know why they, I don't know why they, Here's my point with this, right? I don't know why they don't do that. But here's a reason, I think, why they don't do that. Is that, like, this mania, I think, was the worst built mania in years, I think. 
Yeah, uh, it was, but the right? matches really stood out. It was Did crazy. it matter though? That's what I'm saying. Is um, it like, does Vince know? Does Vince kind of believe? And no, you and need storyline. Pers- you need storyline, bro. I agree. You definitely need storyline. Like but I was talking to a good buddy of mine. Though, is what I'm saying. He d- well, WWE can get away with it because they've with been they in the game packages? for almost 85 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you know, I what always, mean? Like, I yeah, I always say that. Like I'm, I always say that. Like WWE is like many times like frosting with no cake. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But they yes. have the most frosting. They they yeah. they they have so much frosting. They can make full cakes out of just frosting. Dude, you know? they got they got. Frosting, they got sprinkles, they got funfetti, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, got yeah. Nutella. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just, just give me it all. Um, yeah. I was. It, it's so funny that you mentioned this. I was talking yeah. to one of my good buddies, uh, Jeff J, on Twitter, and Jeff goes, Jeff Jarrett? Uh, no, Jeff J. He's great. Double F. Double J. What is it? Jeff J says. I think it's Jeff J says on 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 Twitter, and he was saying that WWE no longer needs, or maybe I'm paraphrasing. I hope I don't get it wrong, but. Uh, long story short was, you know, WrestleMania can build itself now. You don't need any, like, long withstanding blood feuds anymore to sell the paper. I disagree Yeah, because it, you needed something like Perfect Example. You needed something like Edge, yeah, Big Dog, and Daniel Bryan. And people wanted to see what Roman has been doing since, since right. SummerSlam of last year. And now it's like, okay, here's this really phenomenal run he's doing some of the best heel work of his career he's knocking it out the park you who's gonna beat him then you have this guy who almost what 10 years to the day yeah retires due to a serious neck injury yeah and then he comes back and he wins the royal rumble and he had this fantastic royal rumble in 2020 yeah so so now, so now, what do you do? All right, well, now we got to throw in Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan again starts to cook up again, gains this momentum. So now you want to see. And then what's not being talked about is these three dudes all could have retired due to some type of illness or some type of injury. I Roman agree. with the leukemia, Daniel with the CTEs, Edge yeah. with the neck. They could have. It could have been lights out for these guys right. career wise, but the fact that we're getting them working together at such a high level. Is so good, and that again is proper storytelling. Because even though it was only built for, let's say, what four or five weeks, right? That was still a real interesting four or five weeks. That storyline really carried itself. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison. That yeah. was the greatest storytelling leading into Mania in the yeah. last two years. Yeah, right. It's it's true. Now, look, you said a lot of things. Those are all really great points. Uh, the da- listen, okay. The Dan- shoehorning Daniel Bryan into that ma- into that match, I'll never understand it. I don't understand why they just didn't just tell exactly the story you're saying about Roman Edge. You have two guys. Roman is basically doing all of Edge's move set. Now the yeah. guy's back, right? And uh, and 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 he's the radar superstar. You know, like you, you had this story where it's like I'm coming back to to take you down, and then it would have been awesome, right? Simple story, simple. Well, the then reason they put, why yeah. they did that yeah. was because Roman wasn't eating a pin. Edge isn't really eating a pin. And no matter what, like you shouldn't have Daniel Bryan eat the pin either. So right. the finish that they did protected all three of those guys. Yeah. Well, so ex- exactly. But <clears throat> I just want to point one thing out before I forget to say this. The yes that- chants were not that over last night. Nope. Uh, and so this was my beef with the whole thing is that they pretended Daniel Bryan was in 2014 zo- zone. He was not. 
Daniel Bryan does not work without a crowd. He has to get them going. They got to get the yes chants going. And it was like pretty sad. It was like obligatory yes chanting if you watch it. I was watching it very closely. And I was very mad at Daniel Bryan, who is one of my guys. I love Daniel Bryan. But him being in that match, he should have he known better. He should have been like, don't do this. I don't want to be in this match. Okay. Now, uh, one thing I got worked on so hard with that match is that I was pretty sure Edge was going to win. I had a feeling I thought Edge was going to win and that they were going to do a run Edge Roman till SummerSlam and that would be it for Edge. That's what I was thinking, you know? I think they're going to do that, but yeah. I don't think I don't think you're going to see anybody take that championship off Roman Reigns unless his name is The Rock. And that's exactly what I was saying is that I was another place where I was wrong because once Roman stacked the two bodies, I was like this guy's in the fucking zone, man. That's Don't it, even touch bro. this guy. Nope. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, That's it. And, uh, uh, yeah. Was, you know, I have a lot to say about Roman, but I want... Well, <laughs> go in. Say, go I'll, in. I love Roman Reigns. I'm a big Roman Reigns supporter, so I can wave the flag all day for Big Oos. Okay, so this is something you don't know about, but I have this thing on the podcast where we call about making wrestlers one of my guys, right? It, it, it's It's a tool for, like... It's like, yo, we don't need to get into the booking or anything. It's just like a wrestler you're feeling. He's one of my guys. I love when his music hits, everything. You know what I mean? And so it's something we take very seriously on the podcast. We, like, congratulate each other when you make a wrestler one of you guys. So, like, my ultimate wrestler, like, Goldberg is one of my guys for life. And people how, talk how shit about How can it not be? Right. And people talk shit about Goldberg, and I'm like, listen, I get all your points. They're all good points. But once I hear that music hit and, and I see Goldberg, I'm, I'm in the zone. Because he's one of my, he's so deeply one of my guys. But, but also, too, at the same time, too, right? Like, he yeah. is just this big, jacked Jewish badass, right? So it's like. As a Jew, how it's, could- it's, it's, I can't. <laughs> the, the, yo, he had the same last name as every kid I grew up with, right. but he looked like that. I mean, right. it didn't even make sense. It's like, right. like how many species. Goldbergs <laughs> do you know? That are just th- that had traps up to no. his ears. They look like the Goldberg from Mighty Ducks, you know. What I mean, like they- <laughs> which one pre, which one pre meth or post meth? <laughs> both, man. They look. Like, they've done both phases, man. They've done both phases. More coke than meth, but uh, where I'm from, but uh, yeah, so really, like- Long Island. They were doing more coke than meth. Yeah, 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 yeah. It seems it's like not, it's meth. Yeah. Not really a Long Island thing, you know. I just think meth is a universal. Island. Yes, there is. Yeah. <laughs> they're definitely they're definitely not like taking propane takes and going into the shed. No, no, no. But also, no one knows how to do anything in Long Island. Like you know, that's too <laughs> DIY. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yeah, they can barely fucking roll up the dollar to, to snort. You know, snort. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. Meth yeah, is yeah, meth yeah, is yeah. a lot of work. Like if you're really cooking meth, yeah. you really got to be invested. It's a oh, lot no, of work. Yeah. No it's one cooks in Long Island. No one knows how to cook. Uh, <laughs> But I can see I can see why Goldberg's one of your guys. It, it makes exactly. total sense. It makes so, total sense. I've been debating Rome, making Roman Reigns one of my guys for a long time. And I, I hated Roman Reigns so much in the vest. I was saying, like, once he takes that vest off, it's game. And then he did. He delivered. Like, he looks like a fucking million bucks. And then they made him heal, and it clicked so fast. And then he's like, oh, I'm this to do the tribal chief gimmick, which is like, shoot. You know, it's like, that's his heritage. He's like, I'm, I'm, I am the guy keeping it alive you know what i mean and i was like man this is so fucking authentic well i think because he's always been this transparent cat right right like he's never really had to fake the funk in anything that he did essentially roman reigns is just being you know layaki from fcw days you know what i mean even when he was just roman reigns and he started out and he had that 
you know, dope run in the Rumble when they first debuted and they started off as like tag team champions, him and right. Seth Rollins, right? Like, he's always been the same guy. Now right. it's just a matter of like he's a, he's allowed to now tweak certain uh, minutia into the character and. You know, he is very prideful about where he comes from and, and the history and the right. bloodline. And, you know, this probably I, it might have to be the greatest wrestling family in the history of wrestling families. Um, it's got to you know, be up there. I, I think it is. Well, I they, think it, it is. Are you counting The Rock? Yeah, of course. Because they're cousins, right? They're not like actually blood related, but like they're all part of the family, right? Yeah. If you have The Rock, I mean, yeah, of course. You're the greatest family. But, but, even, but even before that, though, you know, you had Yoko Zuna as well. He was a two-time WWF champion. Right. You know what I mean? When when your your father and your uncles are probably like the in the WWF days, renowned as one of the most barbaric, badass tag team champions of all time with the wild Samoans. Right. You don't get better than that, you know? And then you have um, uh, Fatu and Samu, and, and they had this classic run as the head shrinkers, even though I thought that stuff was was a, was a bit, like, sketch because I, I, I don't think that is is a good, proper representation. No, it's a different you know, time. Like, it's a different time. It's a completely different yeah. time. But, you know, in regards to ability and movement and just overall, like, talent and work rate... I think that family is, is bar none. I think it, it's up there. It has to be number one. If not number one, then it's number two. Is that be just, number just, two, the Hart family? I think, yeah, I think two right, would like, be the Hearts, and then I think right. three would probably be the Von Erics. and then if we're going to go crazy, I think maybe four would probably be the dynasty that we're seeing now with, like, you know, with the, the Flares. The I, I think it'll happen. And David Flair, bro, David Flair. You can't discredit him. He was a United yeah. States champion. Absolutely. I mean, so he did what he did. You know, he took his lashings like a man Absolutely. when Hogan was whipping him in, in, w, in WCW. He was the Shane of, w, of WCW. Right, but you're also going to see, because one day uh, Andrade and Charlotte are going to get married and they're going to have some beautiful babies and then yeah. hopefully maybe that kid's going to be a fourth generation superstar. You, you know how it's going. You, you know what I mean? On that kid? If you had to put stock, if I could buy stock, in, I, right now I'd buy a... On NFT and uh, <laughs> yeah, a non-refundable token in Ric Flair's family. Yes, absolutely. The, the, the I, I would Flair, do the same thing. Uh, almost kid, Can right? I, I would. I, I think we should. You know, and even from Al- Almas's side, you yeah. know what I mean. He has a rich pedigree and he has a rich background. He's oh, a yeah. third generation himself. Yeah. You know, so like I think those are the top three families. You know, right. so for him to really come out here and and drink the Kool Aid and sell the Kool Aid and and be like, no, we are the best. Because we are who we are. And he did that really good promo where he comes up to the camera and he says, challenge me. That's all he really needed oh, to acknowledge say. acknowledge me? Yeah. Yeah. That, dude, acknowledge that, me. And, but, but, but it's not just... I watched that clip like 5,000 times in a row. Because it's not just... It's not just like that it's simple and short and get out. His acting there is... So good. Not, first off, it's barely acting. I'm sure he feels it. Right? It's... The delivery is perfection. You know? He... He's in the fucking zone, Roman Reigns. I, there's just really nothing else to say. One other thing I do want to say: another wrestling family you did not acknowledge is the McMahon family. I mean, do they? Does that count? Trip? Does that count? Hunter? Does Hunter count in the in the McMahon family? I mean, you know, <laughs> when you create the narrative, yeah. You know what I mean? Do you really have to be in the same breath as everybody else? I mean, you created the world <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. in which these families are thriving in. So yeah. I think you're you're kind of like if we're going to talk from a biblical sense, yeah. it's like, you know, uh Vince McMahon created the rib 
and yeah. everybody else was born after that. You know Absolutely. what I mean? It's, in we, in we, terms we, of these dynamic families. Yeah, we've talked about it on the pod before. We would rank wrestlers every year. Like we do a we do a, a nine to five episode. We do a full eight hour episode at the end of the year every year, and cool. um and we rank wrestling. We have like the sheet. It's very fun and dumb. And we, McMahon is like not ranked because he's just God. You know, he like is. you know, you know, you know, you don't rank him. But, he okay. wrestled God. Him and Shawn Michaels wrestled God. <laughs> so here's what I'll say. So, uh, 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 but Big E did. Paul Cruz did win the uh, uh, the title uh, off of yes. Big E in that match. Yes. Um, yes. I was kind of surprised I, I, about that actually. Um, I, that, I liked it. I yeah. thought it was good. You know, um, that's one of my best friends. So I love to see him in a in a position that he worked extremely hard for. You know, the man was in. The greatest trio, uh, you know, in WWE, you know, uh, he it's up there, man. When you talk about when you when you talk about, you know, factions, I think the New Day is, it has to ring up there. I mean, you know, oh, 11 yeah. time WWE tag team champions, longest reigning WWE tag team champions in the modern era. You know, you want to see, you know, this singles run really do some stuff to separate him and differentiate him from the character just known as this guy who swivels his hips and you know he uses levity with oh, his yeah. promos and I love the balance that this man is able to do it's like 60-40 where he will be extremely serious when he when he needs to be right. he knows how to read the room when it when it's time to be fun and the promo is the last I don't know maybe 4 weeks have been really telling about how much range Big E has as a performer. And to see Wale and Big E have this WrestleMania moment because Big E's a hometown kid from Tampa, it gave me goosebumps yesterday because they're they're two of my of my dear friends. Wale's your boy also, right? Yes he is. Yes, yes. They're 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 my besties, man. I love them to death. And and that was a bucket list thing. Not just for them, but that's a bucket list thing for anybody that knows them. And and I said it yesterday. You know, everybody likes to make a big deal and say they're crying about certain things. Yeah. Um, I literally had just waterworks coming down my face because I know the moment that it took. You know, and a lot of a lot of wrestlers don't really enjoy like the destination. They get to where they're supposed to get yeah. and they don't take enough time at that moment to celebrate what they're doing. You know, right. they're not celebrating like this this thing and you know, you could see it all over Wale's face and Big E's face and Apollo's face that, you know, it was something like they were they, they did the damn thing and, and they killed it. And I thought it was the right amount of time. I saw Twitter was saying, oh, that could have went longer. Yeah. Um, no, it was perfect. Even right down to the interference from Dabakato. It was perfect. It was perfect because now you have something that this man has in Apollo Cruz. You know, he deserved this. He was on the Indies as Uha Nation and he was yeah. just fantastic there and he's even better now and he's finally figured out a character that works for him and he has personality and he knows that he can talk and you know a lot of people scoff at the accent but again you know coming from again all most of my friends are my a lot of my friends are Nigerian that I hung out with you know for many many years they their parents you know, and they have they put on the accent. You know, just it just just speaking. You know, like you yeah. know how New Yorkers put on like that extra New York that accent. That is true. Sometimes. That's a great point. So, when I go to New York for a little bit, it's over. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean. So you know, um, he's really came into his own as a dynamic performer. And again, you just needed the right dance partner, and that was Big E. And you know what? Like the match was so good. 
The feud's been good. It now carries over again to, I think, what is it? Money in the Bank is the next pay-per-view? I, I think Backlash. Maybe? No? Maybe Backlash? backlash? I saw a backlash I logo during the show, but it used Brother, to be there's money so in the many, bank. there's so many pay per views. I don't Who even knows? know anymore. But I, I really think it has legs that it can go anywhere now. Again, the babyface. Yeah. Let him chase the heel. Now let the heel kind of. I always love when heels use heelish tactics yeah. to win. Right. So Daba comes out, interferes. East still looks strong. Apollo looks like money. Now you can go from there. And Apollo can talk all this smack and say uh-huh. he's the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Big E, I defeated you in your hometown. This is your city. You right. made a big to-do about this. Right. Now it's my nation. I own Tampa now. Yeah, I took yeah. it from you. What are you going to do? Yeah. And never acknowledge that Dabakato is responsible for the win. It goes back to like those old chicken shit heels of the 80s. Right. It's perfect. If that's what they do with it, like let's run with it now, right? Like that—that is—that is interesting storytelling. That's an interesting narrative, and that's something that I want to see. I, I agree. Those are all great points. You, I mean, you fully thought that through. I thought, uh, I thought the match was really fun and good. And I, I, by the way, I like the work Apollo Cruz is doing. It's my only thing is just maybe with the accent thing, but honestly, it's what he's comfortable with is all that matters. But that match is awesome, and Biggie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm just looking to see Biggie in the heavyweight title picture. You know what I mean? Like, I think Biggie is like a top guy, so I'm kind of just like waiting to see him. Uh, I want to see Biggie Reigns. You know what I mean? Well, right. But at, at this moment, at this moment in yeah. time, what Roman is doing, yeah, is too hot. <laughs> well, that's you, the thing. you, you Who can't can touch even it. Beat him now. Who could touch him? Uh, well, again, it's like what I said with the women's yeah, division. Right. You really have to start building up your next <laughs> right crop of mid-carders so that way they can become main eventers, right? right? And that mid-card is so good and it's so talented, right? So where are you, what are you doing? Where are you going with it now? Mm-hmm. Like, you have this talent, right? If you're going to carry Roman until next year, which mm-hmm. I think they should, you know, let, let's, I love long and lengthy titles. So runs. do I, man. So but do you got to give, you got to give this guy viable threats where people are going to believe that this person could walk away with the possibility of defeating Roman Reigns. And if you don't do that, and this is no knock on the performer, this has everything to do with um, t- uh, the producers in the back and how they have the book and the writers saying, hey, listen, this is what we need to do. Because if you're just going to feed them yeah. the Roman, then you're now you're going to cross over into that Brock Lesnar super Cena territory where, where you're going to undo all the things that you did to make Roman as good as he is now. Sure, but they also have to, I agree, but the thing with Roman Reigns and what I said about Roman Reigns, even when I wasn't feeling him like full-on super Roman Reigns, you know, vest Roman Reigns, was he does feel like the guy to beat, and that is even deeper now, where you're like, there's only a couple of dudes who can believably beat him, and even then they're going to have to work to make that happen, Uh, which is like maybe... A Drew could beat him at some point. It's like you can count him on one hand. Drew, Randy, maybe uh, AJ, Seth. Yes, couple, couple guys. Yes, yes. You know? But also at the same time, too. Do you want to continue to go to that well, or do you want to start building up a lot of new guys that you could? Who says in two years that Damian Priest can't start to challenge for a world title? 
I like Damian Priest. He's just got to stop shooting arrows. I mean, you're a New Yorker, right? It's the, it's why, it's the gimmick. Why are you? Who shoots bow and arrows when they're from the, the from he, New York? Nobody, but he's the archer of infamy. The, I know, but first off, he used to be called Punishment Martinez. This was way cooler. Great name. Oh, way cooler. Great Plus, name. But Damian Priest with is a cool Dave, name, with, though. With it is a cool name, but it just it's a waste on him. But anyway, I like I like Damian Priest. He's cool move set and stuff. I, I like what he's working with. Here's what I want to jump to. Cesaro, uh, Seth Rollins. So Cesaro obviously I mean Cesaro just tore the fucking house down. We know that. Do you go right into a is this crazy to go into a Cesaro Roman program right now? Coming off hot, hot, uh hot like cause Cesaro won't beat him, but he's coming off as hot as possible right now. Hey, listen, he's beat a four-time WWE champion, man. Right. You know, uh, the man that beat Brock Lesnar not once but twice. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, he swung him 32 times. <laughs> I mean, he did the UFO on him. He, it was classic Claudio Castagnoli from Ring of Honor movesets. I love it. So I think you could. Will they? No, they'll probably know in WWE. They'll carry this one over too because it, I right. think there's, there's some stuff. And I think yeah. Seth has to avenge the L. So no, I don't think so. Um, wh- what I would do, yeah, is I would put him in a in an intercontinental title program after Apollo and Big E are done doing what they're doing, and then I I, I would love to see Big E square off against Cesaro. Yeah, I think that would be fun, just be because great. it's never been done, and the intercontinental championship is the only secondary and tertiary title that Cesaro has not held. Yeah. That, that, I mean, yeah, that's good. I, I just curious. It's one of the things that WWE really fails to do is they really, if someone gets hot, has their hot moment, they struggle to ride that, that heat. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. I, right, I think right, of right. Ziggler when he was the sole survivor in that Survivor Series when Sting showed up, you know? And mm-hmm. he was so fucking over. And then it was just nothing. They just like erased it the next day, you know? I mean that that's what that's what happens, you know, when you yeah. if, if they don't believe in you, right. it's just it's just on to the next you right there right then and there you're just white noise for that moment and then and then that's it. Right. So this riddle kick the Seamus kick to riddle was so sick. That was, it was crazy. It was he good. Just legit just kicked him in the face. <laughs> It's, That's what Seamus does, though. Yeah. I mean, his riddle tonight on Raw was just bleeding again from his lip. It's, yeah. He, he busted yeah. him open so bad. I mean, look how much that kick did for Daniel Bryan when he lost in 18 seconds. Oh, my God. You yeah, know, but- so maybe the same thing will happen with Riddle. But again, I think, you know, Riddle plays the the stoner dude. So it's kind of like, you know, it, it, it you. Is it is that a cool thing anymore? Like, you know what I mean? Like where where do you go with with Matt Riddle now? You know, like right. he had the momentum, he was United States champion. You know, I I don't know why yeah. I don't know why they would take the title off of uh, that him also and put it on Sheamus. That's surprising. You know, I I think he needed it because right now again, your secondary title on Monday Night Raw is now on Sheamus. Which mm-hmm. no knock on Sheamus, but again, I think. You would be fans would be more vested in Matt Riddle to see where they can go with that from backstage vignettes to title matches and so on and so forth. I think that I think they're lacking there, and I would yeah. love to have seen Mustafa and Riddle really do it and trade the title back and forth a couple of times because I think I think they sleep on how good Mustafa Ali is. He's great. I don't know what. Yeah, he. I think. I think he will eventually get a shot. I don't know. You know, be too late. Something like that. But 
I was I was always thinking about AJ Mustafa Ali match. Like right, but there's like no. That. But right now, AJ and Omos are tag team champions. Yeah. So where would you where would you do that? I would rather see Mustafa a United States champion and see what he does with the championship there. You know, Which, just promo wise alone, I think would yeah. be phenomenal. I mean, th- my issue with WWE is that I don't care about the tag belts at all. So whenever somebody's in the tag division, well, they I'm made just, you not care about the right. tag belts. That's right. the problem. Yeah, like they made you not. care. Of course, they've done nothing. They've made them so irrelevant. I mean, they didn't even put the tag champs on on Mania. <laughs> so like uh, Ziggler and Root didn't even. Get they to don't be care on the about them. They no. don't care about them. And they like last second put the titles on New Day just because they wanted to book New Day, right? Just yeah, so. they wanted yeah New Day and uh, and New Day so that way AJ and and Omos could have a a, a credible title win. Right, 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 right. I don't know, but can almost go? Do we know anything about this guy at this point? I mean, I thought what, I I thought what we saw was a really good debut. Yeah. Yeah. You Me know? too. Just let's see where it goes from there. You, the The old adage is you get better when you have more reps in the ring, right? Right. And he's under the learning tree of Uncle Allen. Right. Uh, who's better than that to learn from? Yeah, I mean, and he's I, he's physically impressive. Right, he's extremely strong. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. Yeah, it, he has all the tangibles that ha- have a promising future career in WWE. Um, so I want to see him cook. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's perfect right now. You let him do all the big guy heater stuff, and then that carries over from there. Yeah, and that's it. He, I never want to see him off his feet. I never want to see him bump. Right. You know, I love the fact that AJ did the hot tag to get to him and then he cleans house and then yeah. that choke slam to Kofi and then all the big guy power moves to Woods. Yeah. It was a really impressive showing and those two performers made him look like money and in turn, it was an interesting tag team championship match for sure because you would think now those are the bathroom break matches. Right. The tag matches. But no, I was, I was sitting there like this. I was like, oh man, are they going to win? Oh, they have to win. No, maybe they're not going to win. Right. Maybe AJ's going to take the pin. Yeah. Oh, man. What? Because you know WWE, when something's good, they break it up real quick. Right, right, right. So I was like, are they going to break this up if they do this? No. Yeah. But then, but then, but then, uh, Omas and, and Uncle Allen won, and now I want to see what they're going to do with them. May they have a long and lengthy reign. I know. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, because I'm yeah. a sucker for tag team wrestling. I love tag team wrestling. You know what I mean? I mean. And I I just feel like the WWE with the tag titles they've just made them so irrelevant. I hope that this will bring it back. I mean, even as much as like they got to change those titles and just revamp it, you know. And they always like trick me. They always like I remember when Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan won the tag titles, and for a hot second, and and I was and then Daniel Bryan cut a promo being like, "Yo, we're gonna main event WrestleMania as the tag champs," and I was like, "Oh, this is a great use of Daniel Bryan. Have him get the tag team division over, you know." And then they they lost the title. I think the next week they just dropped it. You're like to like some random hodgepodge team of like, I don't know. Anyway, but whatever. I mean, that's basically all of Mania. I guess before we get out of here, Amelia, uh, 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 I, I just want to like. Where, how are you feeling about this year we got ahead of us in wrestling? Like, does AEW? Like, I'm just like, man, are you an AEW mark to begin absolutely, with? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like, I, I love it. I adore AEW. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I love. I just love that it exists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I, that it's just not part of WWE. Just as simple as that. I'm a dude who took. I say I took WCW for granted. You know, we all did. We all did. Yeah. Like as a kid, I was did. like, "Oh fuck WWF." I love WWF. You know what I mean? And now I'm like, 
yo, like, never again am I making yeah. that mistake. No, you know? no, no. <laughs> now that we have, like, that's why I love watching. Like, that's why I don't take New Japan for granted. That's why I don't take GCW right. for granted right. or Impact or or Ring of Honor, you know, because yeah, it's something that is different than what we have for what WWE does, you know, yeah. and and there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad with, with everything. Nothing's perfect, you know, no, nothing is nothing is perfect, no. but there's a lot of really interesting stuff that I think that they do on their social channels mm -hmm. and that they allow their talent to have individual YouTube channels to potentially profit off of and make more money for themselves and Absolutely. to get them over and to work on their gimmicks more. You know, so that's what I think is really, really cool. They're allowed to to develop not only in the ring, but you can see them develop in real time on their social media platforms. Right. You know, and I think BTE has been a really good, you know, testing ground for a lot of this stuff because the Dark Order, why the Dark Order is so entertaining and why everything gels so well with them in terms of like, you know, John Silva being Johnny right. Hungy is because they had a lot to do with putting in the work on BTE right. and really doing it. But then plus they had a, a mentor in Brody Lee who, yeah. to me, d did not get the flowers that he deserved in when he was living. Um, right. You know, he, he literally understands gimmick. He understands character. He has he had comedic timing. He was very, very funny. He was very, very articulate. He knew the wrestling business I did very, very well. I was supposed to go to yeah. that, yeah. But I had I wound up calling a GCW match that night because he got me oh, tickets. I was supposed man. to hang out with him and his wife. Um, okay, but yeah, he's very, fine. very. I know. Okay. Sorry, got to take the you payday, brother. Watching me, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Got to take the payday, brother. <laughs> um, you know, but I w I will say that that is where you develop, um, you know, your character if you're not getting enough television time, you know. And I don't want to see. Um, dudes that are trying and, and women that are trying to figure it out on Dynamite. I want AEW Dark to be the testing ground. Then I want the ones that really figured it out go to uh, AEW Dark Elevation. Mm -hmm. Let them polish it. And then you get on to the TV. You then, get you get TNT, then, then you get on to TNT. Then you get on Dynamite. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's where I think it should be. It should be. It should be like the two tiers, right? Once you figure it out, then you get to polish it. And then once you're polished, you go on there. Yeah, I think that's a great call. So, uh, uh, Emilio, tell me the shit. Tell me what you're uh, you're working on. We, we we talked about it before we went on. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna probably have to do an intro to get you your proper plugs at the top. But uh, uh, you're doing all this cool stuff, man. You're like busy wrestling, dude. I love it. Well, I'm just extremely grateful that the individuals yeah. that I work with uh, see some some type of talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I genuinely believe that nobody makes themselves. You you have to have a really good support system in your corner, right? right. And that's why I, I will always be grateful for guys like Big E, and I'll always be grateful for uh, Brody Lee because they really believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. Right. And um, so currently, I am working with Rene Paquette. I'm working yeah. with Corey Graves. I'm working with Carmella. I am working with Rocky Romero, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, yeah. and Drew and Drew Hankinson, aka Drew Gallows. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and I have a, That's a shoot. absolute That's a shoot. <laughs> I I love these. I love everybody that I work with. They believe in me, and they give yeah. me the. 
the creative freedom and they trust me with their vision and their work and I help them bring it to life as well. It's a beautiful equal partnership. Um, I just enjoy listening to them talk and, you know, and then putting it together and then, you know, handling like the YouTube channels and the social media stuff as well. It's a, it's a commitment, man. I love doing what I'm doing and I'm very, very grateful that I get to work from home. Yeah, to do this, and I don't really got to commute anymore, and I don't got to travel, and I get to I get to do it here, man, and I get to do it with people that I like, love, and respect. And I think that's the big thing. So yeah, um, that's it. But that's you awesome, you know man. you know everybody can listen to Talk and Shop. That's you know every week on on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, the whole nine. Right. Um, that's, that's the Good Gallows. Brothers. That's the Good Brothers with Rocky Romero. Yeah. Um, oral sessions with Renee Paquette. That's every yeah. Tuesday and Thursday. Again, same same podcasting platforms. Yeah. Bear with us is Corey Graves and Carmela's relationship podcast. So if you want a relationship advice or you just want to hear how this couple, this beautiful, good looking couple, navigates yeah. their unconventional relationship due to their unconventional careers, yeah. uh, you can listen to that every every Thursday. Same thing. You I can, didn't even you know about that, that podcast. Yeah, it's great, that- dude. Dude, do not sleep on Bear With no, Us, I'm gonna man. I'm going to listen to that this week. It's B-A-R-E with yeah. us. It's right. it's really good. It's really good. That's and awesome, I, man. And I'm working on another one with this uh, restaurateur and entrepreneur by the name of Michael Chernow. It's called Born or Made. It's uh, interesting conversations uh, where he talks about are you natured or nurtured within the world of business, drive, hustle, New York mentality yeah. uh, from anywhere from entrepreneurs to, to mental health coaches and wellness you know, professionals or what? It's a really interesting conversation to have. So Michael's a, a real dynamic speaker as well. So that that's and yeah, wrestle that's awesome. rap and wrestle rap that, and wrestle rap. That, uh, yeah, very. That, you you plug so yourself mine. last. You plug yourself last. Well, why Look not? You know, man. Yeah, and wrestle rap. So if you like, I don't it's know, the Sasha just, Banks of podcasting, bro. You I am the Sasha Banks of podcast. <laughs> um, you know, so if if you just like professional wrestling takes that aren't so vicious and say this and that, yeah. You know, me and my buddy, the Mighty Vin, we have a good time and we have a great round table yeah. of guests. And it, I love hip hop music and I, I love just TV and pop culture. And so it's indicative of just my life. You know, I know. And, I love that because it's like I'm like, you know, I try to bring comedy and wrestling together. You know what I mean? Um, you know, all like my comedian friends, we love wrestling. I was like, oh, just, you know, talk wrestling, be funny. And then I love uh, like your podcast is kind of comes from the. From that angle, you know, like the rap, and I, and I think it's interesting because there's so many comedians who love wrestling, and 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 have this kinship with wrestlers and the in the business, and then same thing with rap. Yes, sir. You know what yes. I'm saying? Uh, yeah. It's it, it's it's interesting. It's awesome. It's it's interesting bedfellows to have for sure because right. You know, they're they're comedy music. Yeah, it's all very niche. But right. the boxes somehow interconnect and they fit together like the mother box from the Snyder Cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> you followed that? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I did watch the Snyder Cut. My brother made me. Uh, <laughs> yo, Emilio, I'm going to let you get out of here because it's late for you in New York, baby. Uh, uh, but oh, I'm just going to go upstairs and watch the Wonder Years on Hulu. Is that what you've been doing? Is that you've been oh, watching yeah, the Wonder Years? Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It reminds I I want to start narrating <laughs> my childhood. Wow, does Wonder Years hold up? Yes, wow, absolutely. I'm, that's a great now call. more so, now more so than ever. How with everything that's going on with this fucking dumpster fire of the world? Right, the narration really goes a long way on that show. Yeah, right, it does. It does. And here's the main question. I know this is kind of creepy, but uh, what was her name? 
Winnie Cooper? Winnie Cooper? Yeah. Do, do you still Danica McKella? Yeah. Do you still have a crush on Winnie Cooper when you watch it? Like, I mean, I know she's <laughs> very young in there, but like when I was a kid, like Winnie Cooper was like, oh my God. Like the well, dream. Her, her and Topanga also, you know, the two Right, of them. right, right. So you would think of, for me, it was, yeah, you know, she was that, she was that, oh my God. Like, that's like the first yeah, yeah, one yeah, that yeah. you, like, you had the crush on when you're yeah. like starting to get into adolescence, Are you transported right? transported back to that. Um, in the non-creepy way, you know what I mean? Like you, you feel. Oh. You know, I never really put that much onus into it. Like thinking about it now, no. But w- knowing that she's aged to become like really, really pretty, and she's like this math yeah. genius, I'm, I'm all in because it's like. You know, like wow, like I wish I knew her. I wish when I was, I wish we were kids together. I wish yeah. I was a Hollywood actor back then because I would have wiped her up like when we were both eighteen, yeah, man. and we'd probably be really happy and really rich together because I'd be like, all right, write another math book. We'll do a whole yeah, bunch of math, math YouTube person. videos. Yeah, yeah. You can star in all the Hallmark Christmas movies you want. I'll do my <laughs> podcasting empire. Maybe get in a Marvel Hulu t- uh, television show, yeah. and we're good to go. We'll just be that couple, That's you great. know? Because do you know Jensen Carp? Yes. Married, yeah, I've had Jensen on yes. the pod a couple times. Okay. And Jensen's married to Topanga. Topanga, yeah. So and he won like, at life. And I'm he like, he's like, yeah, we went to school together. I didn't. Even, I never even saw Boy Meets World. I'm like, this is a waste, man. You got to let Topanga marry one of us, man. Come on. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that doesn't But that doesn't happen, though. No, you know? so. like, uh, no, 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 no. I wish, them, I wish them well. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Right, That's a right. friend of the show, folks. Right, friend of the show, right. folks. Anyway, Emilio, uh, dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. I, I hope uh, we get to chat more again. I'm glad. Let's not make it another four years in the making. No, 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 no. I got to have you on WrestleRap. I, I would I love to do. want to. I want to get in-depth, but you might have to break Kate to Faye, brother, to talk about... Um, the production value and the aspect of what uh, you did at Calmania Three. I absolutely, I, I I don't know what you're talking about, but if I did, I would agree to that. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> oh, you're uh, a funny bastard, Dan yeah, Black. Man. I like it. <laughs> All right, everybody, Emilio, thanks for coming by, and uh, everybody, we'll have our regular episodes still coming out. Um, Wednesday night slash Thursday morning and uh, every, uh, support us on Patreon patreon.com slash means wrestling everybody uh, keep watching wrestling kisses cheers up <laughs> see you Emilio bye Nick Tulo <laughs>